The Evolve Network is now live at evolvenetwork.tv. Subscribe for meal plans, recipes, cooking shows, and our very own The Magic Pill and The Magic Plant, as well as access to my favourite documentaries. The Evolve Network is also home to our full library of podcasts, with new release podcasts airing first and in full on the channel. You can also watch selected vodcasts in a video format. Meanwhile, enjoy this highlight of our podcast and head over to evolvenetwork.tv for the full Evolve podcast experience. The Evolve with Pete Evans podcast is a conversation about my favorite ingredients for a healthy human experience. We take an informed look at topics that include nutritional and emotional well-being as well as expanded consciousness. I love exploring the topics that are not traditionally taught at school and take a deep dive into them with my special guests. I invite you to sit back and come along for the ride with an open mind and heart and please share with your family and friends as these podcasts may just be the seed from which many things will flourish from. Cheers. We've been using Waters Co. water filters for the last 10 years and I wholeheartedly trust my family's health with them. Waters Co., established 1977, have personal and domestic water filters, which turns your ordinary tap water into great-tasting, alkaline, ionized mineral water, which removes up to 99.9% of fluoride, heavy metals, chemicals, and bacteria, so you can love your tap water again. The Bio 1000 is the latest edition of the BMP 1000 model and the culmination of over 40 years of experience and research into water filtration by some of the world's leading scientists. Waters Co. was first to market with natural gravity-fed systems, creating alkaline water way back in 1984, and have continued to lead the market in research and development, setting the benchmark for all other brands to follow. Please go to my webpage, PeteEvans.com, to learn more and to receive your special discount from my link on the products page. You're going to love it. <laughs> Udo, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing good. So it's, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, interesting. Before we hopped on, you said that uh, you'd listened to a few of our podcasts before, and you said this is going to be interesting. Tell me yeah. why. Tell me why is this is going I, to be. I don't remember what he said. I just got that feeling. <laughs> I I listened. Let's see who I, who did I listen to? Uh, Jay Jay Dyer. Ah, oh, yeah, Jay. Interesting. Talking about the Hollywood films. Interesting, yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. man. So talking about interesting men and women, you are one of the most interesting people on the planet. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I was going to write in my autobiography, I was going to call it, I thought my life was boring. <laughs> and then the subtitle is, and then I remembered. <laughs> Tell me about the remembrance. Oh, no, there's so much. There's so much. So many stories. Oh. The essence of remembering who we are through this journey of life. Talk mm-hmm. to me about what you have discovered about yourself over these years and, and oh, what, you've rem- what you've remembered mm-hmm. about who you mm-hmm. are from a spiritual point of yeah, view. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, because it's a remembering means to put it together, right? To reconnect. So remember, remember, right? Dismember and remember. Yeah. No, I was born in a war, so I got I got some raw material very early that that certainly set direction for me. We were I was not yet three when we were refugees, fleeing out of Poland, uh, with the communists chasing us in trucks and tanks. 
on roads that had only women and children on it in horse-drawn hay wagons, no military presence. And the allies, you know, these are the good guys, were using us refugees as target practice, shooting at us from planes. Uh, you can imagine for a two or two-year-old kid, that would be pretty intense. It's not, I, it's not, it's not a recommendation to raise children in that kind of a situation. But you know, sometimes you don't, that's where you are. So what I remember mostly is confusion, chaos, uh, anxiety, terror, fear, hunger, some. My sister remembers dead horses and dead people in the ditches. My mother ended up having to go cross country. She had six kids, six and under uh, on her hay wagon. And she took two because across the fields because it was safer to go through the fields. And it was in winter. It was safer to go through the fields than it was to be on the roads. Because the shooting was on, on the roads, because that's where that's where everybody was. And uh, I grew up really, really shy, really shy, fearful, very fearful. I loved reading books because nothing ever jumps out at you from books, so they were safe. Right? So and when I was six years old, I basically had my epiphany, my lifelong epiphany. I was, we were in Germany. We made it out. We got separated. I was left behind for a while, but we got, set, we, we got back together. Uh, that's another whole long story for another time. And uh, I listened to adults argue about things that I thought as a six-year-old were really trivial. I don't remember what it was, but it must have been pretty trivial if it was trivial to even a six-year-old, right? And I and it just occurred to me, man, there has to be a way that people can live in harmony. And then a little gap, and I'm going to find out how. You know, six years old, you don't know how complicated everything. So it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. But that's been my driver all my life. I, uh, When it came to studying because I was always insecure about who I could trust and what I could trust and how, you know, all of that. I was always doing experiments, you know, banging things together to find out which one would break. I mean, just stuff, you know. And when it came to studying, I went into science because I wanted to know how things work because I didn't know. Because when you know how things work, then you get a certain amount of capacity for predicting and controlling how your life goes. And that's the idea of science that was predicting control. It's nearly like a little bit more safety for you as well. Yeah, it's, of course. And safety was a big issue for me, for sure. And uh, then I get, got into biosciences because I wanted to figure out how, th how creatures work. And then I got into psychology because I wanted to figure out how thinking works. This is all, you know, I'm going to find out how to, people can live in harmony. So this is like very tracked. Then I got into, into uh, medicine for a year because it was called healthcare, and I wanted to know what health is. Found out it's all about disease. Asked the dean what is health. He said, we don't know what we're working on. it. They're not working on it. They're studying disease. You don't learn about health by studying disease. It's like you don't learn about light by looking into darkness, right? If you want to know what light is, you got to look at the light. If you want to know who a person is, you know, you don't, you don't study their mother, right? You, so 
you want to, if what you want to learn, you need to focus on where the focus goes is where the learning takes place. It's really interesting. And I'm, I'm going to jump in here for a second because it reminds yeah. me of something that happened yesterday with my daughter. I said, one of the best things you can do in your life is look at somebody in the eyes. I said, just remember that. It's one of the only pieces of advice I, I think I've ever given her, but look at somebody in the eyes mm. and, and see them and let them see you. But there are cultures, but there are cultures who, who that, that think that's, that's confrontational and they actually look down when they talk to each other. That's interesting, isn't it? Mm -hmm. hmm, sorry to interrupt, but it just, yeah, no, no, I no often problem. bring in little stories that have happened in the week. So it's all good. It's, it's all good. So then I left, uh, I left medicine because I figured out from that experience that you actually learn about health when you're studying biology because you're studying normal creatures in normal situations. So then I ended up in biochemistry and genetics. And then I still hadn't found what I'm looking for, as you two so famously said, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Right? And so I left university and got into self-knowledge eventually, because I needed to know how I work. That was really at the moment. But it took me 27 years to get there, 20, actually 30 years, to get to the point where I realized that it's me that I needed to learn, that I, you know, that I most needed to know. And that's basically my background. Then I, I, you know, I got married and we had three kids. My, my marriage fell apart, so I was really upset. I wanted to kill something. I took a job as a pesticide sprayer. And the only reason why a pesticide sprayer, the only reason we make pesticides is to kill things. So I became a very good pesticide sprayer, was very careless, and got poisoned by the pesticides I sprayed. I think that's called karma. <laughs> you know, what you, what you sow, you reap, right? And when then I went to the doctor and said, what do you have for pesticide poisoning? And her answer was nothing. And that was the day when I suddenly became super interested in health. <laughs> right? I wasn't, I was never like a real junk food person. I, we had farm. I, I spent a lot of time on farms. And so we had gardens and we ate, we ate pretty fresh food. But I had never really given it that much thought. But now it was like, okay. So a couple of things I knew. The body is a major construction site. 98% of the atoms that are in your body today will have been removed and replaced if we meet one year from now. 98%. Major construction site. You, we don't even notice, right? It's, it's done so well. 98%. So the idea is if your if your quality of physical health is low then all you need to do is raise your standards of intake of light, oxygen, water and food and within 1 year you can have rebuilt 98% of your body to a higher standard. That's called healing. That's why healing is possible because it's always turning over. So you replace a bad diet with a good diet. You change the body. It's like, wow, 
How cool is that? And then I, I got into the research on nutrition and health, nutrition and disease, and got stuck on fats because they're the most complicated area. They're the most sensitive nutrients. They are treated, they should be treated with the most care. They're treated with the least care. More health problems come from damaged fats than any other part of nutrition. And the year after I got poisoned, while I was already looking in the journals, it was established by researchers that omega-3s are essential nutrients. And essential means, in nutrition means, this is a nutrient that you have to bring in from outside because you can't make it in the body from anything else. Required for life and health, if you don't get enough, your health goes down, you get deficiency symptoms, they are degenerative in nature, they get worse with time, and if you don't get enough of any essential nutrient long enough, you die. These are the essential building blocks for body construction and, and energy production. So you were starting to work out how it works. <laughs> yeah. And the last piece is, if you're not getting enough of an essential nutrient, but before you die, you bring enough back into your body, then all of the symptoms that come from not getting enough are reversed because life knows how to build a body that works, provided I take, you take, we take responsibility for making sure that enough of all of the essential nutrients lands in our mouth, lands in our stomach, lands in our body so that life can do its job. And, and then I found out that omega-3s, 99% of the population gets too little for optimum health, that they are five times more da easily damaged than the omega-6s that are in most of the oils, that they are a nightmare to work with, that every cell needs them. And I lit up like a firecracker because I said, oh my God, if we could make oils with health in mind, pr protect them from damage done by light, by oxygen, by heat, and we could bring them back into the diet of 99% of the population, they should all see benefits to their health. And it just, I just went off like a firecracker because I thought, oh my God, we could help so many people. And that's my turn on. My turn on is helping, right? Because I'm so taken care of. I'm so cared for that there's nothing that I need to do for myself you know, other than eat a little and sleep a little and pee a little and, you know, do all that, right? But but it's like, because I feel cared for, there isn't, you know, it's not anymore like it used to be. What can I do that'll get me taken care of? No, I'm taken mm. care of. I'm good. Now the question becomes what's left to do? Oh, how can I help? What needs to be done? What's the biggest splash for good that I can make in the time that I have in human form on this planet? Mm. So that's, that, so that's 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 the short story. It's a beautiful story, Udo. It really is. It's. Um, I feel the same. Mm -hmm. I do feel the same. Uh, and I know um, that. <laughs> you know, I I was talking to my wife recently this week, and my mom actually. I just said, and my kids. It's been my recurring theme this week. Is I'm in the best place physically, emotionally, spiritually. In, in my existence so far that I can remember. 
and yeah. everything's flowing so beautifully and easily. And I'm taking responsibility for that because you use that word responsibility. You know, all this, this beauty that is manifesting for myself mm. in the world, I own it. I'm going to own it because it, I made the decisions to be in this place, the good, the bad, the ugly, mm -hmm. the, the, the fantastic, mm -hmm. all of it. I've come to the mm -hmm. point in my existence where I take full responsibility over this being, mm -hmm. all of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I say it a little different. Uh, I'm not sure that I have responsibility over all of it. I think have, I have responsibility to be present in it, to notice to to be fully present in all of my being and my surroundings but how i came to be was not i not through myself i'm not a self-made man you know i didn't have sex with myself in order to come into the world do you know what i mean so this idea sometimes that people say oh yeah 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 me 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 i i'm a self-made man yeah really you you created your parents no 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 they created you Right? Let's get a couple of things straight here, right? You created the, the planet? No, 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 no. Planet created you. That's right. You create you created the roads and the airplanes and the no 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 no. You get to use all of that because somebody created it. So you're the beneficiary of an enormous amount of interesting, amazing, awesome things that have happened, both through humans and through nature and through the, the universe. And that's the place we, we resided there is that awe and wonder of it all. And, right. and, and I should clarify, you know, we, we get to co-create, co-manifest, mm -hmm. you know, at, mm -hmm. at this particular point in human history. It's an it's a interesting mm -hmm. time, that's for mm -hmm. sure. Sure. It is a totally interesting time. And, and part of me is, is what can I do? Mm -hmm. How can I be of service? Yeah. And part of me is always also like, well, I can't control everything either. So mm -hmm. there has to be some sort of trust and surrendering into this. This is a, a master plan that mm -hmm. I, I have this much control over. And maybe I have no control over it. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little less. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's quite a going back to my first statement about I'm in the best place. It's a very humbling place to be in as well because mm -hmm. there's so much we can do, but yeah. there's so much that we can't do as well. It's it's yeah. it's yeah. It, it's this dance, and I I, I want to explore this with you yeah. because yeah. Well, the, the the way I look at it is, look, water is interesting, but it's not that interesting. Air is interesting, but it's not that interesting. Light is interesting. But not that interesting. And soil is interesting, but not that interesting. But when they all get mixed up to make this, oh my God, what is possible in this mixture? The way it was put together, all the feelings and all the thoughts and all the visions and all of the 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 you know the the experiences that that this thing can have that's only made out of air, water, light, and and food. How incredible is that? And it would be a shame, I think, for anybody to not practice being fully present in the space their in the space their body occupies. 
given how magnificent this thing is. And this is not true for me just, it's true for 8 billion people. And it's true for the animals and the plants too. Oh my God, right? And then, and then it's like, okay, well, first of all, it's awesome. Every day is awesome. Every moment is awesome. I'm not focused on that awesomeness all the time. I'm a work in progress. But, oh my God, when I pay attention, and so more and more I pay attention because the best thing that is possible for me to experience is full presence in this. And in this is not only just physical stuff, but in this we're talking about awareness, which is the foundation of everything. That's where the perfect peace lives. That's where the foundation of my existence begins. That's where the entire universe is has a, its foundation so that's number one i call it internal awareness you have to bring your focus inside to feel it beyond your mind beyond your emotions be obviously out of the world out of the social situation present inside foundation second is life energy life energy is solar energy that goes that goes on green leaves, gets sucked up by green leaves, gets stored in bonds between atoms. Those become our food. I eat that food. The sunlight energy is released. That's my life. And that sunlight energy, if I experience it inside, is what all of the great masters talked about. Right? We think we think of them. Why were these people so cool? Because they sat down, got still, closed their eyes, closed their ears, brought their focus inside, takes practice to get good at it. And when they were, got good at focusing inside, they found their wisdom there, they found their intuition there, they found their inspiration there, they found their peace there, they found unconditional love there, they found fulfillment there. I mean, you name good stuff, that's where it lives. Right, And the most remarkable thing for any human being is within that realm. And, and, that, and that energy weighs nothing, runs everything, is actually who you are. Because if I say to you, hey, whose body is that? You know, if you're just a normal person, you would say, that's my body. But when you say, this is my body, you're saying, I am not this body. I am the owner of this body. And who is the owner? The solar energy that got trapped in the leaves that became my life. So life is the owner. And life in me is omnipresent, everywhere present in my body, omnipotent. All power in my body is life. And omniscient, all knowing in the body. That's the place that the great masters focused on. And that, that is often called God. And those masters in many cultures were called God-men. They were men who were present to the presence of God in their life. And out of that came their inspiration and their healing ability and their, and their, 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 their their cool stuff that they came up with, 
their their why they inspired people because they gave them a um, what do you call it a contact high of what it feels like to be present in your own life right so that's number two number three is inspired creativity that's the thrival part of mind and that's the shine of the light that you are into your surroundings and and that we when you form that then you create stuff that makes life easier and helps people and you know very cool stuff those three things are not affected by any dramas and traumas the only way the only thing that happens during dramas and traumas we get our focus gets attracted to the dramas and traumas and we lose focus on our wholeness because you cannot damage or traumatize or change or destroy internal awareness or life energy or inspired creativity. They are indestructible. Never get sick, never die. So that's pretty cool. And that's the most neglected part of our, of our nature because our senses take us out automatically to change because it's for survival but we don't automatically go back. That has to be deliberate. The only, what calls us back is heartache, but there's nothing inside going, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, because our senses would be attracted to that if there was something like that inside, but there isn't. But we get heartache, and heartache is, is the feeling of our loss of our connection to ourself, and it's the heart calling our attention, our focus, to come back home, inside, to its source, in life. And that's why heartache, whether you call it loneliness or longing or sadness or sorrow or grief or feeling of loss or longing, uh, yearning, separation, um, emptiness, Restlessness. There are lots of names. I got ten pages of names for the for this feeling, this painful feeling, uneasy feeling in the chest. It's an invitation, isn't it? Is it's the heart calling our awareness to come back home to its source in life inside. And if we didn't have that, we would go out and we'd never be called back, and we would be get get completely lost and never find find our way home right it's the remembering yeah and that's the rem yeah the remembering is the process of yeah it's a reminder to remember right it's a reminder for us to remember but we don't know it that way because we think it's the girlfriend that left or the 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 grandmother that died or somebody betrayed our trust or whatever it is and, but it always goes back to this thing. And it's because this is the pain of our loss of our connection to ourselves. And when we address that pain, we don't like it that much mostly because it's intense, can be painful. So we distract ourselves from it. And we live in distraction because we don't like that feeling. And I tell people, no, that is the greatest gift you've been given other than being alive. Because it'll, it'll ground you, take you out of your head, make you simple. So number one, it's your driving force. Because everything you do out there 
until you feel whole is in the hope that when you succeed, you will feel whole. But it, the wholeness is not out there. The wholeness is in here. The, the, the disconnection was inside. And the reconnection also has to be inside. And that's why you need to stand, spend time becoming really still, sitting in that heartache and allowing it and relaxing into it and getting as still as you can and go as deep as you can into that stillness and stay there as long as you can and breathe slowly and lightly and just spend time in that place every day to get good at bringing awareness back home to the magnificence of your own existence. So we're still on number three. Number four is the body, right? That's food, fitness, uh, digestion, detox, sleep, rest, healing, basically sympathetic, you know, stress and uh, anti-stress, parasympathetic, and, you know, food, water, air, and light, or food, water, and air. And then number five is, I call it survival smarts. That's the protective part of mind. It's basically about protection and procreation. That's not number five. And then number six is social group. Number seven is environment, nature, planet, solar system. And number eight is the big picture. Here we are in, in, in a terminal condition called the body in an infinite universe and to be cool with that. And the goal is to be fully present in all of our being and our surroundings and not lost in thought in our head. And when we can live like that, everything works. Everything works. And when I started, nothing worked. Everything works now. And, but it, and each one of those eight parts, they have a different nature, a different function. They need a different kind of attention on a regular basis. You have to give each one its due. They go off in a different way, and they respond to a different kind of intervention. And on that, you can build a teachable field of human nature and a teachable field. I really hope you enjoyed the first half of this podcast. If you'd like to listen to the rest, please visit evolvenetwork.tv. That's evolvenetwork.tv. We'll see you there. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast should not be treated as a substitute for nutritional, medical, or other advice by a qualified professional. Guests in this podcast express their own opinions, experiences, and conclusions. Nothing in this podcast should be used to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any medical condition. Neither Pete Evans nor any sponsor endorse any views, opinions, or conclusions expressed or shared in this podcast podcast.